Chapter 29 Thieves Like Us The moon shone a thin fingernail of light over the city. There were no stars in the sky, but Mars and Venus were lurking dimly like a forty-year-old guy at a college bar. Daryl's phone wasn't new enough to have a fancy flashlight built into it, so he had to use an old-fashioned pen light to read the book in his hands. It was one of those handbooks for dummies. He considered himself a scooch above that, but he was finding it increasingly difficult to understand what the fuck the first chapter meant. Herbology for dummies had seemed like a safe bet, but now he was googling books with the title How to Grow Weed If You Can Barely Tie Your Shoelaces. He had buckets of street smarts, prison smarts, and sex smarts, but learning via books was foreign to him. He was a student of trial and error, and you didn't need no damn books for that shit. Daryl had parked a stolen black Ford Transit 350 van on a dark and lonely street on the edge of downtown. He hadn't stolen it, in actual fact. It wasn't even technically stolen. He just knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy who owned a van, who didn't use it over the weekend, and routinely left the keys around for anyone to find them. To complete the ruse of just another van parked on a dark street, he had used his aforementioned street smarts by keeping the engine running and turning the lights off. The dim glow created by the pen light was the only hint that something was amiss. He looked through the windshield down the empty street. Some areas of downtown were vibrant and full of people going to bars and sporting events, but there were definitely some places rarely visited after sunset, and this was one of them. It wasn't exactly a no-go zone. There just wasn't anything open or any people around, which meant no witnesses, which meant danger. After Jake had dropped him off in a cloud of smoke, Daryl went about the task of getting ready for a job he had little to no time to organize. He traded in his formal wardrobe for a blue t-shirt, dark green cargo pants, and big black work boots. He had also added a ski mask to his head, rolled up to look like a beanie and covered his shiny bald head. The ensemble he had worn to Max's had been on his body for a grand total of two hours, and he didn't think he would need it again. So he had folded it up and put it back in the Amazon box it came in, ready for return. There was no point keeping it. Even if Max did want to use him for further jobs, he wasn't going to pander to his rich fat ass. The loafers, however, were Prada, and they were four years old and barely got a shot at the big leagues unless there was a wedding or a date, so they were just put back in their box, ready for the next call-up. The short timing of the job was brutal. It didn't make any sense. Daryl and Jake had known about the meeting for over 24 hours, so why the fuck did they meet so late in the afternoon? They could have easily met in the morning. Then Daryl wouldn't be behind the eight ball in planning and hiring someone he trusted. Every way he looked at it, it required two people. The truck was the wild card. He didn't know what the driver brought to the table. Luckily, it didn't take him long to find a partner for the job. The money on offer, even with Daryl getting a sizable chunk of it, was still really good, so the first person he called had jumped at the chance to heist a truck and burn it. He had decided to be fairly generous to his new partner in crime. He paid him ten grand for what should be only one or two hours of work at most. The idea behind this was to pay him so much he did the job right and obeyed Daryl's commands. It was almost like an insurance policy. The other twenty grand he stacked away with the rest of his ill-gotten stacks. His rainy day fund was about to hit peak monsoon, and he knew exactly what he was going to do with it, especially when the fifty grand final payment came in. He was also saving a bunch of money renting the van instead of actually stealing it. 
If they did get caught by police with it, sure, it would be technically stealing, but borrowing it for a small fee of 500 bucks was a lot easier than stealing one himself, which he had absolutely no idea how to do, or paying some other asshole big bucks to do it. Sitting shotgun in the van and holding a shotgun was Ray. He was an English thug, about 50, not really old by today's standards, but he had a good 15 years on Daryl, and with that much of an age gap, it felt like he was 60. Ray's face was hard. Bright red stubble covered his cheeks and chin, which also emphasized his cool blue eyes that looked like they could freeze you with a stare. His graying hair was pulled back in a ponytail that sat at the back of his neck. It looked greasy and damp, and Daryl tried not to think of what it smelled like. He thanked God Ray's cologne was drowning out any stench in the L.A. County area. You fucking wore cologne to a heist? Daryl said, looking over at his accomplice. You planning on taking this truck driver out on a date? Down fucking start, Ray said in his strong Cockney accent. You said it was three hours' work. After we've given it Eve Ho, I'm gonna go celebrate with the missus. It's our anniversary, mate. You can't go calling me at short notice and expecting me to give up all my plans to come help ya. Contrary to his cologne and his flippant attitude towards the heist, Ray was a pro. Daryl had met him through doing a few jobs as part of a crew, basically guns for hire, doing insurance scams, bank robberies, and arson. This was the first time Daryl had hired Ray, but he knew him as a straight-shooting criminal, up for any task, given the right paycheck. This was why Daryl had paid him a bit extra and promised him more jobs down the line. Even though the last part wasn't really the truth, he needed to keep him in check. This stranger he was about to commit a couple felonies with could turn on him at any second. He dressed almost as stereotypically as he sounded, a leather jacket zipped tight to his throat with baggy dark blue jeans over his brand new sneakers. These stood out most to Daryl. He expected Ray to wear a European brand like Reebok, Adidas, Puma, or even Umbro, but strangely enough he wore New Balance, an American brand. Daryl filed the thought away. He needed to keep focus. Not everyone gave a fuck where shoes originated from. You know what you gotta do, right? Daryl asked, gazing through the windshield. Don't you worry, gazer, Ray said conspiratorially. I'm on top of it. I fucking told you, man, I'm not from England, Daryl said, turning to Ray. Speak American to me. Righto, no need to be a cunt about it, Ray said, rolling his eyes. Humor me, Daryl said, returning his view to the street. What's the plan? We got a bit of time until this truck comes, so lay it out for me. All right. We wait here like little fucking lambs until the truck reaches the underpass. Ray started, pointing the barrel of the shotgun to the overpass down the street. <laughs>